Streaming has gotten way too complicated, but you can hack the system with Prime Video. It has everything in one app with one password. See Roadhouse and the National Women's Soccer League both included with Prime. Plus, you can buy Premier Boxing or stream the NHL and NBA playoffs on Max with the Bleacher Report sports add-on. Or add Paramount Plus for the Masters on CBS. Prime Video. Restrictions apply. Prime membership required for add-on subscriptions. See Amazon.com slash Amazon Prime for details. With your Amex card, entertainment benefits like special ticket access and pre-sales to select can't-miss events while supplies last, make every tap music to your ears. Feeling like you need a punch of energy? Enter Wonderful Pistachios. I love them. The snack that packs a protein punch, and the best part, they come in so many flavors and so many sizes. Whether you're on the go or chilling at home, Wonderful Pistachios, they're the go-to snack for me. Here's the real kicker. The protein. These little wonders are one of the highest protein nuts out there. Just one ounce serves up a whopping six grams of protein, giving you over 10% of your daily value. So visit wonderfulpistachios.com to learn more. I love them. Thanks for listening to the Herd Podcast. Be sure to catch us live every weekday on Fox Sports Radio at noon to 3 Eastern, 9 a.m. to noon Pacific. Find your local station for the herd at foxsportsradio.com or stream us live every day on the iHeartRadio app by searching Fox Sports Radio or FSR. Now let's get this party started. You're listening to Fox Sports Radio. Here we go. It's hour two. We just got a little surprise. It'll be a good show. Not like it wasn't. It's the herd. Wherever you may be and however you may be listening, thanks for making us part of your day. I was just told during the break that Tom Brady will be joining us. This will be the start of Tom Brady coming on our show pretty regularly. <laughs> I, I got to tell you, I'm, I'm a kid from a small town. From a very small town. It told me someday that I'd be working at like a network like Fox and Tom Brady would just show up on my show. The best quarterback that's ever played. We got a pretty good life here. We got a pretty good life. Tom Brady's going to be on in 30 minutes. Okay, J-Mac, this is very interesting. So the breaking news that just happened is Ben Johnson. He wasn't the best coaching candidate. Harbaugh and Vrabel were. Um, but I thought he was the third best. Is going to stay with Detroit. He's not going to go to Seattle and Washington. And I got to tell you, I like this. And I'll tell you why. Because I'm somebody that's moved a few times in my life. Many of you know that. I always get out a yellow piece of paper, pros and cons. People are not discussing this. There was only one great job this year. Because in the NFL, to be a great job, you got to have a top eight quarterback. Next year, these quarterbacks may, may need a coach. Jalen Hurts, Josh Allen, Dak Prescott, Derek Carr, Trevor Lawrence. Aaron Rodgers may or may not be available, but he's a little bit older. This year, Justin Herbert. The number one candidate was Harbaugh. The number one job was the Chargers. Don Yee, the agent, connected him. It was a done deal. That was the job. Mike Vrabel's like, eh. In this league that increasingly you can't win at the highest levels without at least a B-plus quarterback, Ben Johnson saying, he took out that yellow sheet, and he's like, I love my coach. I love my line. I love my weapons. I love my quarterback. I love my running back. They're all young. We don't have cap issues. It's not defense is not Ben Johnson's responsibility in Detroit. Yards, points, scoring, drives are. They're in a great space. Their players are young. They're healthy. They're dynamic. Laporta, Gibbs, Panay Sewell, Amaron St. Brown. He's like, hey guarantees in Detroit. There's no guarantees that you're going to draft a quarterback and he's going to work. There is, I just talked two nights ago to an NFL GM and a good one. And he's like, I don't know about Drake May. I don't know about Drake May. You know what you know about? Gibbs, Laporta, Panay Sewell, Jared Goff, Amaron St. Brown. I, I wish more coaches would say no. I tell young broadcasters, don't chase money. There's a sea of it if you work hard. 
Chase good management. I like this move. Now, J-Mac, apparently not loyal, he says you just, when the iron's hot, you have to strike. And I think there are valid arguments historically to that. But I think what he's looking at, we have we have this thing now in the league where you just can't make the playoffs. You can't make the playoffs at any level if you don't have good quarterback play. You can make it, but you're one and done. And he's like, this is a Super Bowl roster. Do you remember? I'll just give you two names recently for uh, of, of coordinators who were super hot and stuck around and okay, go now ahead. they're not getting interviews. Kellen Moore in, in Dallas. He was one of the hottest names in the league. Not getting anything. Now he's landing in Philadelphia. Well, time out. And Lou Amaruno, the defensive coordinator of the Bengals, who was okay. incredibly awesome with the Bengals during the Super Bowl run. Yeah. Then they lose a couple guys on defense. He ain't interviewing anywhere now, even though he was interviewing for head coaching jobs two years ago. Okay, so both are valid. I'm saying situationally, I like. I don't think this is a bad move for Ben Johnson. He's 37. He's not 47. He's a 37-year-old kid, and I think he looks around and it's like, Caleb Williams... If if he if it was like Chicago and you get Caleb, that's different. Andrew Luck, Trevor Lawrence, that's different. There's no other quarterback in this draft that's a home run. There is not. There isn't. Nick Wright, by the way, Tom Brady's going to show up in 26 minutes, so Nick better be good today. <laughs> Let's bring him on, Nick Wright, first things first. He's our three hitter today. He's usually our cleanup guy. He's our three. <laughs> For our radio How's audience, going, Colin? Nick, Nick Wright Good to see you. a cigar. Oh, sorry. <laughs> sorry, one last drag. Hey, listen, people often ask me, Nick, do you ever think you'll ever be able to pay back Colin Cowherd for all he's done for you in your career? And up until right now, this moment, my answer would have been no, it's impossible. But now, thankfully, I feel I have done it in at least small order because it is only thanks to, you know, last Tuesday around 1.05 p.m. Eastern that you and J-Mac had any correct Chiefs <laughs> Ravens commentary on the show all week. Uh, it could have been the wrongest show in the world on that game if not for the weekly spot with me. I think J-Mac had him losing by 21. You had the Chiefs' best defense in the league, giving up close to 30, losing by 8 or 10, I'm not sure. And then everyone's so shocked, amazed, appalled that the Chiefs' defense did what it did to teams all year. But I'm glad to be here, Colin. I'm glad we now maybe the score is at least closer to even. And thank you for having me on as a nice little lead-off to Tom Brady. Yeah, I've moved them up to uh, two, Kansas City and my herd hierarchy right yeah, behind. Yeah, two. In the herd hierarchy, two teams left. <laughs> He's going to have them, too. Yeah, that's right. I want to say know? this, though, and I, and I said this, is that we get too caught up on stats. Um, if, if I think of Brady, who's on later, some of the most impressive stuff, with Tom was later in his career when he had Gronk was past his prime. He didn't have Randy Moss. It, it was a lot of guys, frankly, that would have been the fourth receiver on most teams. And that's when I'm like, holy man. And he was beaten in those later years like, like Mahomes. Like it's like, yeah. okay, this guy's insane. So I think with Mahomes, I'm, I'm more impressed with him here. They have one receiver I trust. Yeah. And all, does this get him closer to the GOAT thing? Not his most profound year. The year when he has the least offensively and he's in the Super Bowl. So I think, I, I, I think showing that he can win this way is really noteworthy. And so the, the last time Patrick Mahomes threw an interception in the playoffs was his last bad half, his really only bad half of his postseason career, the second half against Cincinnati in the AFC title game. Since then, he has, t he has not taken sacks, five sacks in six games, zero interceptions in six games, and is six for six as far as winning those games. And I'd love to hear what Tom thought about Patrick's second half on Sunday. Because again, if people say it's because I'm a homer, I wear rose-colored glasses, that I saw it this way, but I think it's just because it's what happened. I think Patrick Mahomes had some open-ish throwing windows in the second half. I think he had some plays he could maybe have made in the second half, but because the entire second half, they had a, a two-score lead. Not a one-score lead, a two-score lead. I think his number one objective every play of that second half until the driver they hit MVS was 
Don't make the mistake. Don't turn the ball over. Get to the finish line. Yeah. And I feel like that is something Brady mastered yes. later in his career, which was understand we use game manager and we throw it at quarterbacks who don't have a ton of talent sometimes fairly but for the most talented quarterbacks to then be able to pivot into a manage this game mode yeah i think that is what honestly separates patrick from a show favorite in josh allen yeah a guy who can understand you know what baltimore can't move the ball and until they are we are in a position where it's a one score game i need to just not turn the ball over and i don't think it's a coincidence that the moment in the second half against baltimore that it was a one score game that's when once again patrick put the cape on and hit the pass to mbs yeah that was there but it was too risky to take it yeah and it's why and i don't know where you stand on this colin this Chiefs team, which has been called the most vulnerable, yeah. it might actually just be the most versatile. Because if they can do what they did to Buffalo yeah. and then do a total reversal of the game plan against Baltimore, that's going to be a very, very difficult team to beat. You and I have been on the same page, however. And, and I, in, in fairness, I had said all year is that um, I did like Baltimore a lot, and I, I thought this was the most vulnerable Chiefs team. But I wouldn't be shocked if Andy Reid and Mahomes, yep. and I always felt that with Brady. It's like Brady, Belichick, Dante Skarnecchia, I'm not going to be shocked if they get there. And I kind of feel that with Mahomes. They've moved into that territory. But you and I have always been on the same page with Brock Purdy. Is that basically, I mean, there's where you land matters. Even for Mahomes, Andy Reid has helped a lot. Where you land matters. He basically came out of college, got a Mercedes Benz, and they said, just don't drive it into the neighbor's tree. It's perfect. But I did think, and I said this yesterday, that I haven't given him enough credit for playmaking. He's got a little of it. And I always thought him a little small, rain bothers him, not a big arm. Is it fair to say he's a little better, at least as a playmaker, than you and I thought maybe a month ago? Well, listen, I was impressed by the scrambling. So I, listen, the, and... Folks can say I've been unfair to Purdy. I don't think I have been. But I will be consistent in that the game he had against Tampa, where he had a literal perfect passer rating, I was not that impressed. With that said, the flip side of that coin is this game, where I thought he was really bad for the first half and into the beginning of the second half, I was actually quite impressed. Yeah. It felt like the moment... That pass that uh, bounced off Vildor's helmet, that I got it, that Purdy felt a second life and started making better decisions, using his legs more, and the moment clearly was not too big for him. And the scrambling is a, the, the biggest distinction I see right now between Purdy's performance in the playoffs and Jimmy Garoppolo with this Niners team is that highlight reel you just showed, which is Jimmy could never right. move with the legs. If you That's got right. pressure on Jimmy, he was dead. He might close his eyes and throw a pass. It was done. Yeah. Purdy has done some things with his legs yeah. that present real problems. Yeah. Now, I, I, I also think he has gotten very fortunate on about four or five really bad passes in yeah. these two games, and only one of them yeah. has really bitten him. So I still think there's a bit of holding your breath if you're the Niners, but... He didn't fold down 17, and that scrambling, making some plays with some athleticism, was an impressive element on Sunday night. Yeah, five of the eight quarters in the playoffs, he's not been very good. He's been outplayed by Goff and, and, and Love, whereas Mahomes has had 12 for 12 great quarters. So I'd, we have to contextualize that and be honest. Brock Purdy's had some bad quarters. I will say this. The, the three best tight ends I've ever seen in my life are uh, Kellen Winslow, Gronk, and Travis Kelsey. And, and I always kind of thought that. I think Tony Gonzalez, Shannon Sharper... Great. But I thought Kelsey's performance was incredible. It, it, it really did. And it, they're not perfect comps. I, um, it was very Gronk-like. It was like you're just about – you see him limping all regular season. Were you even surprised how fantastic – that's a top-five game for him. Were you surprised by Kelsey? Oh, I was surprised in that Ravens game, Yes. Because if there's any team in the league built to be able to stop him, 
It's a team with two outstanding inside backers in Queen and Smith and the best and longest and most athletic safety in football in Kyle Hamilton. The Ravens roster is better suited to stop Travis than any other roster in the league. And he had, in my opinion, arguably the finest game of his career. And so there's two points I want to make about Travis. One is I really believe that having week 18 off helped him for this playoff run. And a lot of guys would have played that week 18 because he was 16 yards away from a thousand. It would have been his eighth straight thousand yard season. No other tight end has more than three. He would have had eight straight, just need 16 yards. He set that aside to take the week off, get healthier, and now you're seeing this. And the other element is, I, I think Gronk is a legend. Obviously, Shannon, Tony, I didn't watch Kellen Winslow, but those guys are all legends. Travis Kelsey, when it comes to the postseason, is competing not with those guys anymore. He's competing with Jerry Rice. <laughs> Travis Kelsey is, no, he is the all-time postseason leader now in catches, in 100-yard games, in yards per game. The all-time leader. He is second in yards, touchdowns, and multi-touchdown games in the postseason. The person first in all those categories is Jerry Rice. Every single postseason receiving record, it's Rice-Kelsey or Kelsey-Rice. That is unfathomable when you consider that Jerry played for 20 years at, you know, and was on great teams almost every year that Travis has done this in a decade. So, yeah, I do think with respect to our colleagues and friends who have done it, that Travis Kelsey is the greatest tight end of all time, and I think he's widening the gap. All right, Tom Brady, bottom of the hour. Finally, Nick, I will say I, I guessed the spread for the Super Bowl once the game was over, and I said Kansas City minus 2.5. I was told it was San Francisco minus 2.5, and, and I said yeah. this this – the Niners have struggled. Nobody believes in us. I know. No, you I, know why, though, Colin? Why? Colin, you, you're to – now, I shouldn't say you're to blame because <laughs> – listen, I'm not trying to sound arrogant here. But thanks <laughs> to people missetting the lines because, you know, you move lines. You have said the Chiefs are flawed, pick Buffalo, pick Baltimore. I've been able to make tens of thousands of dollars betting these two playoff games. Okay. It's really been wonderful because the Chiefs are underdogs. <laughs> and so – and now you've done it again. You tell the whole world all year that their ceiling's the AFC title game, the offense is broken, it's fine, it's a dynasty transition, and all of a sudden folks are like, you know what? This Niners team that hasn't looked great in six weeks. When's the last time the Niners looked amazing Good. start to finish? It's, fair. it's been forever. They should be the favorites. So, listen, the underdog Chiefs, the nobody believed in us <laughs> Kansas City Chiefs with the best defense in the league, the best quarterback, best tight end, best head coach. We'll just see... They can beat, you know, Brock Purdy, Joe Montana 2.0, Tom Brady 2.0. That's who you should ask Tom about. I know everyone's doing a Mahomes-Tom uh, discussion. The real discussion is Brock Purdy's the next Tom Brady. See if he's worried about Purdy getting on his corner. <laughs> I'm interested to hear that, Colin. All right, and stop smoking indoors. The alarms will go off at Fox in New York. Uh, wait, I shut them off. I shut them <laughs> off before I came on because celebratory cigars. We only do this when the Chiefs make it. We're in the Super Bowl, so we only do it twice a year every year, Colin. I've got, See ya. I've got them cemented at number three in next year's opening herd hierarchy, okay, the Kansas City Chiefs. Nick Wright. Unbelievable. First things first, the show with no budget, and it's crushing, and we love him for it. Yeah, they're. Um, I think both of us were surprised. that Kansas City feels like the side, but, you know. It happens I'm occasionally wrong on these things. I love Baltimore and egg and face. What's new? One more herd? The herd streams 24 hours a day, seven days a week within the iHeartRadio app. Search herd to listen live or on demand whenever you'd like. Polly Fusco here with Tony Fusco. Yo. You know, as the host of the number one rated Polly and Tony Fusco show, we get tons and tons of fan mail every day. Piles of it. In fact, Tony, why don't you open up one of those letters right now and read what's inside? Yeah, listen to this. Dear Polly and Tony, your sports takes are the dumbest and most well, terrible. Well, wait, not that wait, one. Wait, why? Open this other one. Dear Polly and Tony, you suck more than anyone. No, not that wait, one. wait. Try this one. Dear Polly and Tony, you guys are the absolute best. There you go. At Coming up with the stupidest takes you know what, possible. Just you know what? Forget say. this. Just listen to the Paulie and Tony Fusco show on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Yeah. Hi, it's the Herd. The NBA playoffs are heating up. 
And so is the action at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NBA. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now. It's easy, 90 seconds. Use the code HERD, H-E-R-D. That's code HERD for new customers to get 150 in bonus bets when you bet just five bucks. Only on DraftKings, the crown is yours. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or in West Virginia, visit www.1800gambler.net. In New York, call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY-467-369. In Connecticut, help is available for problem gambling. Call 888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org. Please play responsibly. On behalf of Boot Hill Casino and Resort in Kansas, 21 plus, age varies by jurisdiction, void in Ontario. Bonus bets expire 168 hours after issuance. See dkng.co slash vbol for eligibility and deposit restrictions, terms, and responsible gaming resources. You put it off long enough, it's time to replace your tires. Tire Rack has tires that will elevate your drive. Touring tires for commuter comfort. Performance tires for sporty handling. All-terrain tires for on- and off-road adventure. Go to TireRack.com to get started. Not sure where to begin? Use the Tire Decision Guide to get a personalized tire recommendation. The right tires for how, what, and where you drive. Choose from the full line of Toyo tires. Ship fast and free to a recommended installer near you. Or choose the convenience of mobile tire installation. They'll bring your new tires to your home or office and install them on site. Doesn't get much easier than that. Go to TireRack.com slash Colin to see their Toyo test results, tire ratings, and consumer reviews. And be sure to check out all their current special offers. Great tires, great deal. What more could you ask for? That's TireRack.com slash Colin. TireRack.com, the way tire buying should be. Thank you to our friends at Panini America, the official trading cards and NFTs of the 2024 Colin Coward Show. Panini America delivers a premier collecting experience with the most sought-after NFL, NBA, FIFA, and WNBA trading cards. Whether you're chasing rookie sensations or collecting timeless legends, Panini's got it. Panini America is also breaking new ground in NIL, featuring some of the biggest names in college sports. And now newly minted first-round picks like number one overall Caitlin Clark, Angel Reese, J.J. McCarthy, Michael Penix Jr., and more. If you're into cutting-edge digital collectibles, don't miss Panini's NFT platform at nft.paniniamerica.net with some of their first opportunities to collect this year's rookie class. Whether you're a collector of physical cards or a digital enthusiast, Panini has you covered. Check out their most popular brands like Prism, Select, Donruss, and more, including Panini Instant Cards celebrating the biggest sports moments on cards right after they happen, such as Draft Night Instance. Visit PaniniAmerica.net or download the Panini Direct app today. Panini America, the official trading cards and NFTs of the Colin Cowherd Show. All right, two things. Ben Johnson, offensive coordinator, excellent, staying with the Detroit Lions, figuring why screw up a good thing? There'll be much better opportunities next year with much better quarterbacks in franchises next year. Six or seven top quarterbacks in the league could need coaches, maybe. This year, one did Justin Herbert. Speaking of the Chargers, Jim Harbaugh uh, was on a a pregame show talking, the new Charger coach, talking – to um, the media, and I, I've never been this excited for a head coaching hire than Jim Harbaugh with the Chargers. Not just because I live in L.A. and know people with the Chargers, good, good people, but it just I love the Harbaugh vibe, and here was Jim. I love Michigan, but I love the NFL, too. And uh, there's no Lombardi Trophy in, in college football, and yeah, i got so many sands left in the hourglass, and I want to I take a crack at that, and there's, there's uh, nowhere better to do it than with the Los Angeles Chargers, Susie Spanos, Dean Spanos, Ed McGuire, John Spanos, uh, and, this, and this great quarterback. Oh, yeah, so have you talked to him? I have, I have, and uh, I met him, and Dur- Derwin James, I mean, pros, pros, these guys, Keenan Allen, but uh, I was a little starstruck. I love that. Um, listen, there's a, there's a scale on what we view success as. Matt LaFleur went 9-8 and eight this year, and I thought Matt LaFleur... Um, I thought Matt LaFleur had a great year coaching. What will be success for Harbaugh? Well, think about this. To get to a Super Bowl over the next five years, he will probably have to face Mahomes and Andy Reid three times. (laughs) Okay. So he may not get to a Super Bowl. Um, 
but San Francisco doesn't have a ring with Shanahan. Do you think they're happy he's their coach? Fans tend to judge everything through a very small hole. Super Bowl or bust. Don Shula is the winningest coach ever. He won a Super Bowl in 1973. Never won again, and he coached till 95. In fact, Don Shula's last 22 years, and he was more than capable. You know, Dan Marino was part of those teams. Last 22 years as a head coach. He missed the playoffs 10 times. Don Shula, Marino. Uh, another six times, he was one and done. Meaning 16 of his last 22 years coaching in the NFL. No playoff wins. And he's a legend. And Kyle Shanahan will be too. Um, I think getting to the Super Bowl and even winning a division through Reed and Mahomes for the next three to four to five years will be tough. I think Andy's probably got three years left to coach. Cross your fingers on health. Kansas City right now has so much institutional knowledge. It's very New England when you had Brady and Belichick and Dante Skarnecchia and Josh uh, McDaniels and Tommy. And it you just have all these rings and all this knowledge. Uh, everybody's sacrificing. Everybody unified. It's just hard. There's a lot of good Pittsburgh teams and a lot of good Colt teams that couldn't get through them. Um, I think if Jim gets to a Super Bowl, gets to one, um, I think you're going to view it as a success. But the Chargers in Los Angeles, a very distracted, busy market, are are kind of getting lost, and they are no longer lost. They are no longer lost. Uh, I I am actually going to call the Chargers today. They had 51,000 season tickets last year. They could sell out their stadium. I don't think they want to. In fact, I know they don't want to. But Harbaugh makes them relevant. He'll make them consistent. He'll make them physical. Um, I don't know if he'll win Super Bowls. I just don't. Uh, I don't know if he'll get to them. <laughs> I've said this before. If Tiger Woods never played, we'd look at Phil Mickelson differently. He'd have like nine more majors. Uh, but that's not, that's not the reality. So there's a lot of people in the NBA, Malone and Stockton, a lot of people, Michael Jordan, shut out. <laughs> That's just the reality. Um, and again, the word is today that Ben Johnson, this is another story of note, Ben Johnson is going to stay in Detroit as the offensive coordinator. And I think this is something we've touched on a lot on this show. People get very impatient in coaching. They think they're never going to get another opportunity. Ben is 37. That's all. And you can talk about Kellen Moore, but that Cowboy situation and Dak Prescott it, it, and Jerry Jones meddling, it doesn't feel like Detroit. Detroit's front office is sensational. Uh, Detroit's O-line, backs, receivers, tight end, sensational. And all of them young. Almost all. I think their center's got a few years on him. So um, I, I don't think Ben Johnson passing this job up, he's 37 years old. Sometimes the best answer is no. And there was one great job this year, in my opinion, the one with Justin Herbert. Next year, there are multiple B-plus to A quarterbacks, like Trevor Lawrence, Josh Allen level, that may need a coach. I think in this moment, Ben Johnson's making a pretty bright decision. No is not a terrible answer, right? The more power leverage you have, you should use no more frequently. And with that, what a pleasure, seven-time Super Bowl champ, uh, Tom Brady now at Fox, five-time Super Bowl MVP. Second time I get to talk to him. There he is. So first of all, i got to start with this. So I watched Edelman for years, and I've argued he's a Hall of Famer. I had no idea he was going to be good on TV. I thought he was a slot receiver. <laughs> He'd come in here, ham and egg it. That guy's fantastic. So did you know? Yeah, I know. I had, Tom, I had no idea he'd be that good. You must have yeah. known. I did know he's such an honest, authentic guy, and I think what you saw on the playing field is exactly the way that he approached his uh, his after football career too. So nothing Julian does surprises me. He's uh, an incredibly hard worker. Uh, he's very endearing to a lot of people, and I think what you see with him is what we always saw behind the scenes in the locker room. Uh, getting ready for his prep on the field. And, and uh, you could see why we always had a great relationship because he's just such an authentic guy, and I love what he's done in his post-football uh, post career. You know, you had a comment um, about chess and checkers, and I, and I said that day, I said, there was a moment in your career when I thought you 
graduated to like a supernova, and it wasn't just the rings. You had an interview, and I think, it, I don't know, it was after a practice with Jay Glazer. And Jay asked you a question, and you said something. You said, Jay, you can throw anything at me now. Like, I've seen everything. And I'd never heard you say that. And so as I watch a Mahomes or a Lamar or a Mahomes, that was over 10 years in your career. Do you believe yeah. that Mahomes, Josh, where are they, Tom? And by the way, they also have unique physical traits and i would understand an athlete spending a little less time on film if they ran a 4440 where do you think mahomes yeah. is in the pre-snap stuff now is there growth left yeah absolutely i think a lot of it comes down to when i think of my growth as a player it was really about who was pushing me to succeed and who was pushing me to learn more about the game and i was fortunate i had uh Coach Belichick earlier in my career that I had meetings twice a week with them about defenses, defensive players, skill sets, defensive coordinators, how they were going to call the game against us, you know, what they were going to do when we motioned across the formation, when we lined up in certain formations, how they were going to adjust based on their calls. And if we motioned out of that, what to expect. So there was such a high level of football IQ that I was getting every single day in practice from my own coach. And then when Josh took over as the coordinator, he came in with his own philosophies and ideas about how to attack defenses. And then I had mine and then Josh left and then I, okay, great. A little bit was more on myself and, and working with Billy O'Brien to really dive into the deeper parts of, of offensive football. And then Josh came back and then we saw another kind of explosive movement in our offense when we got Gronk playing the way that he played for his entire career. So I think it's all about evolution as a player. I think, everyone's going to evolve and grow at different stages. Some people grow and evolve earlier in their career, and you don't see much growth after three or four years. I always love the late bloomers, the guys that really appreciate how hard it is to get to this professional moment where you become dependable and consistent and really a, a primetime player for your team. So I think Patrick, obviously, I think he's tremendous player. He's a great leader. I think that's one part. Everyone would look at all oh, a pass that's a no-look pass. I look at how do his teammates care about him? Do they respond to him? And that happens week in and week out with him. So that's why I think they're always the team to beat because he can play at an elite level and he can bring his teammates along with him. And I saw that a lot when I played Peyton Manning. He was the same way. When I played Drew, Blee, Drew Brees, when I played Philip Rivers, um, when I played Brett Favre, I mean, these are guys that were great leaders for their team. And then you could see why that team was always knocking on the door. And I had a lot of other great players with me along the way that pushed me behind the scenes every day in practice to be a little bit better. All the defensive players, they were as competitive as I was. And I wanted to get the best of them every day and they wanted to get the best of me. So I felt like we were always so battle tested in these moments. We would have, we'd get the number one seed because we played well over the course of the year. And then we'd go out that first week of the playoffs when we weren't playing. And we practiced like we were getting ready for the Super Bowl. We had competitive drills, two-point plays, end-of-game situations, two-minute drills. And Coach Belichick was pushing us to make sure that we stayed sharp in those moments. So yeah. there was never a chance to take the foot off the gas pedal. And, again, I appreciate about those guys that you mentioned. I think their development, the key to their development is – Who's really pushing them to get better? Because as an individual, you could push yourself to a certain point, but there's days where you need people to push you. Sure. And that's what teamwork's all about. That's is people that are pushing each other to be successful. And I love the fact now that in my second career, I get to be on Fox with an amazing group of teammates with, uh, with Kevin Burkhardt and Aaron and Rich Russo and, and Richie Zions and what they do for – for everyone in the booth, I love watching Greg do his thing this year. So I'm tra I transitioned from one team to another group of teammates that I'm equally as excited about to uh, to share the stage with. Yeah, it's the best group I've ever worked with by far, and I have great respect for the other place. I said something about Brock Purdy. I said, you know, if you're – and I, I, tell, I have friends that are GMs in the league, and I was texting a couple last night, and I'm always asking questions. And I said, I can measure arm and strength and even a little bit cognitively. I can watch tape. But what I can't, and this is why quarterback is so hard. I mean, it's just amazing. You go late round. Montana goes later. Russell Wilson goes later. Peyton Manning's rare. 
Number one high school, number one yeah. college, number one pick. That's rare. It's not linear. Yeah. But the one thing you can't judge, and I did see it from Brock Purdy this weekend, and I could test you on paper for hours. Do you get nervous? Bill Russell threw up before every game. You didn't have great first quarters. Sometimes I remember your first quarters. You were amped. I mean, that ball was flying out of your hands. And But there's something about later football. I always felt like you were just, you couldn't wait to get back on the field in second halves. And I saw it with Brock Purdy. So I have to ask you, as he goes into his first Super Bowl, go to your last. Were you nervous? How did you suppress it if you were? Yeah, I think part of it, part of that is putting yourself in those positions where you make yourself nervous. I would go out to practice and I would be so ready for practice. I wanted to see how I responded to my own teammates in practice when they knew what we were doing, when they knew the kind of routes we like to run. And I, I put a lot of pressure on myself so I could deal with those feelings of whether it was anxiousness or nervousness that you're always going to feel as an athlete because there's nothing guaranteed when you go out there on the field. There's no part of the game that is is knowing exactly how it's going to unfold, which is great why we watch the television and why we watch the, the games is because we want to see how they unfold as well. So none of these games are predictable. I think there's parts of them you say, oh, I think they're going to do these things, but how's the other team are going to respond? I didn't think in the Niner game that Detroit was going to get the ball first, run the ball three times and be in the end zone on a 40-plus yard reverse. <laughs> but when I saw that, I was like, wow, what's the Niners' defense going to do? How are they going to stop the run? How are they going to stop the boot? How are they going to stop the reverse? They struggled with that the entire first half. Then they come out in the second half, and they found a way to say, okay, this is how the game plan is identifying itself. This is how we're going to now go in there and try to defend it, and then they tighten it up. So I watched Novak Djokovic lose so many first sets, and then he's just feeling it out. and He's not – He's not exactly, you know, you don't need to dominate 6-0, 6-0, 6-0. Sometimes you could lose a little bit early, not that you're trying to, but the other team's got a plan as well. And I think as the game goes on, you see what the plan is, and then ultimately you adjust your plan to try to counter, you know, almost like a counterattack. And our teams were really good at that over yes. the years. We had a lot of really sophisticated minds that were out there. Not only did we have a plan going in, but – we did have a backup plan, and then we adjusted. I remember the 2007 Super Bowl, the one we lost to the Giants. We had a really hard time blocking them in the first half. They yep. had a lot of blitzes coming at us that were tough to pick up. Spagnuolo was on fire, and he was hitting us at the right time. We went in at halftime, and we said, screw the game plan we had. Let's throw it out. Let's get to things that can slow down the rush. And then we had a little more production in the second half, not a lot, but at least they weren't bearing down on us every single play. So – Football really is a chess match, and I love to see them unfold over the course of the game. You judge games based on a four-quarter performance, not a one-quarter performance or a halftime performance, but I want to see how it unfolds over the entire game. And Brock really showed, I think, what he could do in the second half, down against another great team to rally his team and that offense to a great second half that allows them to play for a world championship. By the way, before we go, uh, I, I – I know both you and Peyton, but mostly casually like this. But you know I can tell you're both smart? Because neither one of you went into coaching. You both went into television. And let me tell you, it's way easier because I can work in TV. So I can't wait to have you. Smart guys. You and Peyton both. I'm going I'm to skip the front office stuff. Was this? Did you know you were going to do TV? I had, when, when, uh, when Eric and Brad uh, approached me, um, it was not on top of mind, and I walked out of that meeting going, wow, what an incredible way to move out of the playing field, and how do you impact people in a positive way in the second part of my life? And, and, and I get to use my voice doing that rather than just like my physical skills on the football field and, and how I thought about the game. But now I get to sit there and be in a booth, and I've actually walked through that studio that you're sitting in right there yep. several times, and and you see it, and then you get excited about what the opportunity can bring. And I love the fact that I'll have a voice that can um, carry a lot of credibility with what I say. And, and ultimately, for me, it's about getting really comfortable in a new role. But I also know that going into it, I'm, I'm not a finished product. And I've reached out to a lot of different people this, se- this football season and had a lot of phone conversations with people who have really helped me out. And I'm looking forward to continue to do that over the next eight months. I don't have to go on air till. 
September of next year. But I really want to be prepared for that first time out. But I also know I'm going to improve and grow as it goes over the next 10 years. So I'm excited. I love being part of the Fox family. I love feeling like I can still make a contribution to the game by highlighting and showcasing how great it really is. And I want to do that uh, in a very authentic way, in an honest way. And I do feel like I'm going to call it as I see it based on the really unique perspective that I had over a 23-year playing career. By the way, Belichick doesn't look like he's going to land one of these jobs, although I think if you're Washington, you have to consider him. A lot of cap space. They've got the receivers. He had struggled offensively drafting. Um, if, if Bill doesn't get a, a gig, can you see him retiring, or do you think the fire still burns with Bill? I think I think the fire burns with him because he's got – he loves the sport. He loves the preparation. He's been doing it for – decades and in my mind there's nobody better than him at it so whoever gets him at some point is going to have in my opinion the greatest coach ever and um and i know he's as competitive as can be and he wants to be out there winning football games as a coach yeah there's only so many golf rounds (laughs) competitive people can play i love golf too and i can see palm trees behind you golf is great but it's fun to yeah it's fun to be in the game it's fun it's fun to talk about it be in it you know I think golf's a fun side gig. I think the main gig is, is for me, is making a contribution. And, and how do I do that? And I can, again, use my voice because we're talking to 25 million people every weekend. And on, I saw the ratings for this last weekend games, almost 50 million people. And then we got the Super Bowl on Fox next year in New Orleans where I had my first Super Bowl appearance with John Madden as the, on the call. It was, you know, it brings back goosebumps for me thinking about that day. So, I want to be able to do that. I'm, I'm doing that in business. I, I merged two of my companies, say, with another great company called Noble out of Boston um, yeah. to really amplify the message there. So how do we, you know, when, when I feel like I've been blessed with so much and so many people came into my life that's impacted me in a positive way, I want to give back to those people and I want to try to provide the lessons that I've been able to learn being around some of the greatest people in the world. I've had, I've had dinners with people that you know, the greatest in their field. So the only thing I can do is spread that message of what it takes for other people to maximize their potential. I can do it in business, but I really want to do that next year on Fox. I'll be able to do that, be partnered right there with you. I don't know if I'll be in that studio at the same time as you, Colin, hopefully one day, but I love being a part of that Fox family. Tom, it's great to have you. Seven-time Super Bowl champ, five-time MVP. Great to have you here. I think you'll love it. I know you will because I have, and it's been the greatest eight-year run of my career. Um, Tommy, it's great seeing you. Thanks for coming on. I appreciate it. Thanks, Colin. Appreciate it. See you, you soon, pal. You bet. And I, I don't even have a contract coming up. I'm still saying nice stuff about management. I'm, I'm, what am I sucking up for so much? No. It's good to be part of the family. And it is a family. Nick Wright and Tom Brady in one hour. It was a good Tuesday. It was a pretty good Tuesday. One was a little more likable than the other. But nonetheless, we enjoyed both of them. Take a break. Back in a second. The Herd. Be sure to catch live editions of The Herd weekdays at noon Eastern, 9 a.m. Pacific on Fox Sports Radio, FS1, and the iHeartRadio app. Polly Fusco here with Tony Fusco. Yo. You know, as the host of the number one rated Polly and Tony Fusco show, we get tons and tons of fan mail every day. Piles of it. In fact, Tony, why don't you open up one of those letters right now and read what's inside? Yeah, listen to this. Dear Polly and Tony, your sports takes are the dumbest and most oh, terrible. Oh, wait, not that wait, one. Wait, why? Uh, open this other one. Dear Polly. Paulie and Tony, you suck more than anyone. No, not that wait, one. wait, try this one. Dear Paulie and Tony, you guys are the absolute best. There you go. At coming up with the stupidest takes you know what, possible. Just you know what? Forget say. this. Just listen to the Paulie and Tony Fusco show on the iHot Radio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Yeah. Hi, it's the herd. The NBA playoffs are heating up, and so is the action at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NBA. Teams are knocking on the door of the conference finals, and DraftKings Sportsbook has you covered every step of the way with same-game parlays, live betting, odds boosts, and so much more. Don't miss out. As the NBA postseason winds down, it's fantastic. Super easy to get started with DraftKings. If you're a first-timer, really easy. Try betting on something like a team to win. Go to DraftKings Sportsbook's app, select your team, and place your first bet. It's that simple, really. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now. It's easy, 90 seconds. Use the code HERD, H-E-R-D. That's code HERD for new customers to get 150 in bonus bets when you bet just 5 bucks. Only on DraftKings, the crown is yours. Gambling problem? Call 
1-800-GAMBLER or in West Virginia, visit www.1800gambler.net. In New York, call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY-467-369. In Connecticut, help is available for problem gambling. Call 888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org. Please play responsibly. On behalf of Boot Hill Casino and Resort in Kansas, 21 plus, age varies by jurisdiction, void in Ontario. Bonus bets expire 168 hours after issuance. See dkng.co slash bball for eligibility and deposit restrictions, terms, and responsible gaming resources. You put it off long enough, it's time to replace your tires. Tire Rack has tires that will elevate your drive. Touring tires for commuter comfort, performance tires for sporty handling, all-terrain tires for on- and off-road adventure. Go to TireRack.com to get started. Not sure where to begin? Use the Tire Decision Guide to get a personalized tire recommendation. The right tires for how, what, and where you drive. Choose from the full line of Michelin tires. Ship fast and free to a recommended installer near you. Or choose the convenience of mobile tire installation. They'll bring your new tires to your home or office and install them on site. Doesn't get much easier than that. Go to TireRack.com slash Colin to see their Michelin test results, tire ratings, and consumer reviews, and be sure to check out all their current special offers. Great tires, great deal. What more could you ask for? That's TireRack.com slash Colin. TireRack.com, the way tire buying should be. Thank you to our friends at Panini America, the official trading cards and NFTs of the 2024 Colin Coward Show. Panini America delivers a premier collecting experience with the most sought-after NFL, NBA, FIFA, and WNBA trading cards. Whether you're chasing rookie sensations or collecting timeless legends, Panini's got it. Panini America is also breaking new ground in NIL, featuring some of the biggest names in college sports. And now newly minted first-round picks like number one overall Caitlin Clark, Angel Reese, J.J. McCarthy, Michael Penix Jr., and more. If you're into cutting-edge digital collectibles, don't miss Panini's NFT platform at nft.paniniamerica.net with some of their first opportunities to collect this year's rookie class. Whether you're a collector of physical cards or a digital enthusiast, Panini has you covered. Check out their most popular brands like Prism, Select, Donruss, and more, including Panini Instant Cards celebrating the biggest sports moments on cards right after they happen such as Draft Night Instance. Visit PaniniAmerica.net or download the Panini Direct app today. Panini America, the official trading cards and NFTs of the Colin Cowherd Show. All right, Tom Brady, want to thank him for stopping by, part of the Fox family. Let's not waste any time. J-Mac with the news. No, 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 no. Turn on the news. This is the Herdline News. Well, Lamar Jackson, you know, I called him James Harden yesterday. And you you did. to like that. Some people on the internet didn't love it. But listen, Colin, the stats don't lie. In the regular season, he's phenomenal. But then he gets to the playoffs, and in each of the four seasons that he's made the playoffs, Lamar has had a massive drop-off in his passing performance. Take a look at these stats. I mean, whether it's uh, completion percentage, passer rating, you name it. Like, Lamar just isn't the same guy. Defenses can scheme for him in a certain way. And Well, there, there is now a book on here's how you play Lamar in the playoffs, and it's heavy. Both D'Amico Ryans and Steve Spagnola saw the same thing. Flush him. Let everybody come in. Force him to read the defense quickly. By the way, there were times that he did have time. We should give Kansas City's back-end credit. They have the best corners in the league. So Kansas City, it should be noted, did a pretty good job defending him. There are very few teams with great corners. Jets have good corners. Kansas City does. I'm not even sure. I couldn't name the third best corner group in the league. So some of this is Kansas City's got good players. Yeah. And Lamar didn't make plays. He, I mean, he wasn't running the ball. I mean, if, if it's not open, tuck and run. Brock Purdy had almost as many rushing yards as Lamar Jackson. Isn't that like, crazy? Who had that? <laughs> Nobody. Nobody. Uh, all right. We're, uh, we'll do a, uh, another story here. The Steelers have reportedly hired former Falcons head coach Arthur Smith as their uh, next offensive coordinator. I like Boy, this, actually. You do? Yeah. I do. The head coach is different. Coordinator? First of all, he knows what it takes to be a head coach. So he's worked with Vrabel and Tomlin. He had success with Vrabel, who very much has Tomlin's alpha personality. 
So I think he's actually a really good fit. You don't like it? I don't. Just the tendencies were strange. Not using B. John Robinson. Force-feeding Algier. Like, having Ritter throw in the red zone where it was just a disaster every single time. Uh -huh. Like It's not like he's upgrading a quarterback. <laughs> well, that that's the bigger issue. What do you do at quarterback? Yeah. Because the, the verdict's in. You want to you get to Super Bowls? Now you're going to have to go through Harbaugh and Herbert. Mahomes and Reed. Lamar, say what you will. Josh yeah. Allen. Like, it's a pretty steep climb. Pittsburgh's not close to good enough at that position. And I mean, even a marginal upgrade. If uh, It's not happening. But let's say Baker Mayfield left Tampa and went to, like, Pittsburgh. Baker Mayfield's an upgrade from whoever Pittsburgh decides is their starter. Yeah. But is he getting you over the top in Pittsburgh when you don't have a lot of talent in one of the top oh, divisions I think, in I think Baker Mayfield in Pittsburgh absolutely wins a lot of games. <laughs> he got a Cleveland team with a wacky That's, culture. That's fair. No, I would take Baker and Pittsburgh in one second. Yeah. I don't know. Arthur Smith. With those receivers? And Warren, I think Najee Harris, they're not going to pick up. Uh, he may be leaving. Uh, we'll see. He, he was okay Warren, at the end, but Warren looks like the guy. No, yeah. he looks like the guy. Yeah. J-Mac with the news. Well, that's the news. And thanks for stopping by. The Herd Line News. We got a lot of stuff today. So Ben Johnson staying with the Lions as offensive coordinator. That's not a small development. I think my takeaway was I didn't know if they'd be the same team next year. I was worrying they were losing the secret sauce of Shane Steichen to their offense. No longer. He's staying. I love it, and I love Detroit now next year. Hi, let's talk about Pro Plan Sport. Pro Plan Sport is advanced nutrition made to fuel strength and stamina in active dogs like yours. So wherever your next journey together takes you, start it off right with the high-performance fuel your dog needs to keep pushing you every step of the way. Pro Plan Sport. Learn more at ProPlansport.com. With your Amex card, entertainment benefits like special ticket access and pre-sales to select can't-miss events while supplies last, make every tap music to your ears. In every pair of Tecovis boots, you can expect handmade quality, first wear comfort, and timeless Western style. Tecovis boots are always made from premium bovine and exotic leathers. And with occasional resoling, they'll last a lifetime. Best way to shop for boots is at your local Tecovis store, where you'll be greeted by a smell of fresh leather and a friendly smile. Come on in, grab a cold one, get fitted by a pro, and shop the latest styles. Visit Tecovis.com. That's T-E-C-O-V-A-S dot com. And don't go gently, y'all.